So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back, to bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash blitz six S I X six figure photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas you are listening to the six figure photography podcast with ben hartley and me rachel griman each week i gotta back up hey there it is <laughs> Each week, a new episode will air to help you grow your business by winning more bookings, maximizing your profits, and breaking through your limiting beliefs. Today, we are talking about the ever-elusive work-life balance. Mm. Is it fact or fiction, Ben? Mercy. I mean, yeah. It, I mean, it is. It is fact. It is like it's there. It exists as a concept in our minds. So it's like we're we're constantly aware of it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I got three kids. Uh, I've been married for how many years? 13 years? I think 13 years. Yeah. And it's it's this, like, here's how I know work-life balance exists. Because when I'm with my kids, most, not most often, many times, there's like this sense of like, oh, shoot, I need to be at work. I need, I'm behind. I'm getting things like I can't, like, I just picked them up at two in the afternoon and now they want snacks. They want me to be a pilot on a plane in the kitchen, you know, like, so there's this feeling that I get of like, I got to get to work. And so sometimes it can show up as like resentment, you know, but then oh, I get totally. to work. And I'm sitting there at work and I'm like, ah, man, I just wish, wish I could I be could, a pilot. I wish I could just be a pilot in my kitchen, hanging out with my kids, vibing. Yeah. And so, like, I, I, I think it's real. I think it's there. And I think it's something that we're all struggling to, to kind of manage and, and figure out. Yeah, I think the fiction part of it might be the balance piece. Mm. I think it's just the wrong word. Yeah. Um, Like. I don't know what the right word would be, but balance is never how I feel. Um, and what we're going to talk about today is, I think, the correction to that phrase. Yeah, because um, balance would, would would suggest like equal, like that yep. there is this perfect kind of balance that... Like an equilibrium that you have found between the two that always stays the same. Yes. Like kind of like a stasis. And I don't think that that's what it is. I think it's an, a, an ebb and a flow and a constant rearranging and renegotiating of how you spend your time and your priorities. Yes. And so what we want to talk about today is the four burner theory. A lot of you have probably heard about it. I actually don't even know the origin. I just know I first heard about it from James Clear, who I adore. Mm. Um, and he has a lot of thoughts about it. He has a blog about it. You can go look it up and read it. But essentially what the theory says is that 
each of us have four burners when it comes to balancing our time and our priorities. Like, am I picturing and like a stove, a stove top here or a burner a cell phones? What's the, <laughs> no, okay. like the, like four burners on a stove. Right on. And basically the way he details it, it's work, family, friends, health. Mm. And Ben and I have already agreed that that's probably not what everyone's looks like. I would probably lump friends and family into one like relationships and add maybe faith on there or another component that might be more relevant to your life. Or even like I'd split up health. It'd be like mental health, physical health. Like, you know, I could be like jacked, but like freaking just depressed and, and you know, like, yeah. So I think splitting those up. She said, sure can. (laughs) What do you know about me? Are you, are you snooping? (laughs) No, not you. I was talking about myself. Don't you see how jacked I am right now? Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, no, I just think like, Again, the four burners might look different for everyone, but the theory is that you can't and shouldn't try to have all four burners of your life stove on high at once. Mm. You can't burn them all on high. You can't boil every pot because you don't have the time, the resources or the energy to do that. Um, so that's essentially what it is. What do you want to add to what the four burner theory is, Ben? No, I think I think that that kind of nailed it, right? Um, that there's like this sense of when you dial one up, one has to get to get pulled mm-hmm. back. And I think there is some truth to that. It's like there are seasons in life that like, I, well, actually, we were just talking off air um, about Leslie, my wife, right? And and my wife started the photography business with me. It's like 13 years ago we started this thing. Mm-hmm. And when we first started the business 13 years ago, that burner was on full blast. Totally. Like there was this season of kind of grind. There was a season of hustle. You know, I think that yeah. the whole hustle culture thing gets kind of a bad rap and probably rightly so because there's like a time and a place. And I think year one of business, no kids, we're young, yeah. freshly married, just out of college. Yeah. It's like, okay, let's hustle. This is hustle totally. season. Absolutely. And so like that, that burner was on like full blast. And I think the other ones did like intentionally take a hit, you know, it's like friendships are just like, ah, what's, I don't know, finding, I'm finding friendships in my, uh, in my photography. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's maybe where this idea of balance also kind of, I guess like would fall apart in my mind because like in that example I just gave, I think there's this other thing that isn't balance that's called like integration. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't work all the time for all things. But and like, it shouldn't. Yeah. But finding friendships within like the career of photography is actually, Absolutely. I think, a super great way to integrate professionalism, business, career growth, friendships, connection. You know what I mean? Like where you're integrating Absolutely. these worlds. Yeah, I have a text thread called Work Friends, Mm. and it's another photographer, a designer, and a strategist. And we talk, and we have kids, and we talk life and business all the time. And it's a constantly ebbing and flowing conversation where everything is integrated. I can not say hello and just throw a work question into that chat and nobody bats an eye. I can't do that with my other friends Mm. that aren't like business owners. And I have found some of my richest most valuable friendships in this world of like doing business online. And I think it's so important and it's opened my world up in a really big way too. Yeah. You know, I mentioned the, I think it's easy to talk about the hustle season like mm-hmm. uh, when that burners on full blast. I think there's also seasons where like, 
prioritizing your relationships or your mental health, like that, that needs to be the season that you're in. Absolutely. And, um, you know, when we had, uh, when we had a, a few things, well, I think of a couple of times in my life where we had to do this. Um, probably the biggest one was when we had the twins, um, <laughs> is like twin it's a big boys. time commitment. It was huge. We had 90 <laughs> weddings that we had booked that year. We had twin boys that were being born and there That's was just this reality that like, Oh, wow. I think I have both burners going right now at full and I need to decide where I'm going to adjust mm -hmm. and, and pulling back there. There's been times that even just like I've seen, um, I've seen the marriage like getting splintered. Like I'm seeing mm -hmm. it like, Oh my gosh, we are on, we are at the, what's that called? Like the, the threads, like the, there's like unraveling, unraveling. Yeah. 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 And you're just like, I, I have not, I've not been giving this burner the attention that it needs. And so mm -hmm. taking the time, the seasons, and by the way, seasons don't have to be quarters. Seasons don't have right. to be months. Maybe it's weeks. Maybe it's days yeah. where you get yeah. that space, you know? Yeah. Or it's a complete renegotiation for years. <laughs> you know, it just depends on what's going on in your life. I saw a TikTok recently and I was going to say I read an article, but that would be a lie um, about <laughs> this guy was making fun of something, but then he said, suffering will find all of us. Why go out and make it for yourself? And that sounds like a depressing thing, but it was kind of like a call to like, things are going to get hard at some point and you can't predict when or what that hardship might be. So when you're in the season where you have this space, acknowledge it and revel in it and turn the burner on that you want to focus on the most in that season. And when suffering finds you, that's when you can kind of turn that down and move to whatever is necessary. And it was such a great reframe for me of like, I don't need to dress rehearse the suffering that's coming. I can set my life up in the good seasons so that when the hard seasons come, I can quickly pivot. Hmm. How has that uh, looked like for you? Well, for us, I mean, a lot of you know that my son was diagnosed with leukemia last year, and that is a complete renegotiation of my priorities. You know, I was going in real hot on the business burner last year after having two kids in two years after COVID, you know, then my focus was family and keeping them healthy. And then 2022 was a lot about like ramping up business plans and ideas for 2023. So then when we got that news in November, it was like, Oh, everything that I've been working so hard for this year is now going away. And it it's been a struggle, obviously, in a lot of ways, but one of the biggest ways for me is kind of mourning the loss of the burner that I had invested a lot of time in. Mm. But I accidentally built a business that is very conducive to crisis and we've been able to continue and carry on because I've invested so much time in that burner last year. And because I built a team that I can trust, I can now the burner that's on full blast for me right now is family and health, you know, keeping my son healthy, keeping all of us healthy so he can stay healthy and spending so much time with him and in the hospital and that kind of thing. Um, and so for us, when I say like, you know, sometimes it's years, I'm still mourning that loss and still accepting that piece of it. But I also think having this visual in my mind of that, this is just for a season and this is what my life and family necessitates. 
I can do this right now. I can do the burner on full blast. And I did not mean for that to take like a sad turn, but it is a good example of like the hard stuff comes. And if you can figure out how to flow with it rather than constantly trying to find an equilibrium and say, I work this much and I'm with my family this much. Cause that's not how life is. Mm-hmm. You know, this idea of balance and what you just described, like I heard what I heard you say was there is, there is like a surrender to the necessity of balance. Yes. And I think that that's what, that's what comes up for me when I think about work-life balance. It, if you can surrender to that idea mm-hmm. that it, that um, one takes from the other and it's negative, it's a bad thing that you've got to spend time with your family. It's a bad thing. Totally. You can surrender to that idea of balance and the giving and the taking mm-hmm. and just be with what is day by day, even moment by moment. I think a couple of cool things happen. Number one is that's uh, that's going to happen no matter what. Even if you're like stuck on this idea, you're you're super type A and you've charted off life and you've got everything split up and it's this and that, shit's still going to hit the fan. Yeah. And if you're resisting if you're resisting this, if you're so stuck on balance, you're going to get frustrated and you're going to yes. ruin both. You're going to ruin your family and you're going to ruin your business. You're going to you're going to get so pissed off uh, when you're with your kids that, you know, you won't actually enjoy the time that you're with them. And then when you're at business, you're going to be so frustrated that you did the things you did and, and you're not going to be, uh, actually getting what needs done at business in the way that it needs to get done. Um, because you're so stuck We're we get so stuck on like, it's, it's gotta be equal. It's gotta be balanced. Mm-hmm. It's like day by day. Totally. And I think the lesson that I've learned through this is like being rigid, like rigidity is the enemy of, any joy or growth Tell in these more. hard Tell seasons. Me more about that. Exactly what you just said, being rigid about the plan that you had or thinking that you control anything outside of your reaction to events is, is so damaging. Mm. <laughs> it, it keeps you stuck in a mindset and in a place. And I've been stuck there, you know, on and off throughout the last six months, but losing the illusion that I had of control. Like it felt like I did have a little bit of control over certain things until he got diagnosed. And now I realize that the only thing that I control is how I decide to spend my time that day and my reaction to whatever that day brings. Hmm. So let's say something, let's say the shit hits the fan with work for one of you listening. Um, And you weren't planning on doing that that day you need to renegotiate how you were going to spend that day and how you were going to react to something, but sticking to your guns and being rigid about your expectation of the outcome will not offer you any growth through that experience. It won't offer you any learning, any learning lessons through that experience. Mm. So I think the balance that Ben's talking about is like exactly what he said, just surrendering to the fact that we don't really control much and all we can control is where we put our attention. Yeah. And I think, you know, a, a practical side of this, I'm coming at this from, again, father, husband standpoint is just communication is when I'm in this with Leslie, cause I, I'm in this as in like this life, this relationship, this dynamic, mm-hmm. um, with her, like communication is everything. The requests that need to be made, the the support that needs to be get asked for the renegotiations it's right it's like it's monday it's date night and she hits the fan and something needs to take place it's 
it's the renegotiating of that. It's it's making the request and speaking about these things, talking communication in these spaces is is everything um, for navigating this successfully, you know? Mm-hmm. And just the awareness of being willing to say no to something now that's not a burner you want to give your attention to, even if it's a good thing. Let's say something comes up with friends or you have this fitness goal you want to meet, but you really, your life necessitates you being full blast in your business right now. You might need to have a season where you're saying no to really good things, inherently good things that just don't fit the priority list right now. And I think that's important too. It's okay to have those seasons where you have to say no to good stuff. I, I think that like if we were to once again get practical here with um, this idea, I do believe that uh, probably every listener here could probably say no about 50% more than that yes. they're currently doing. And, yes. and, yes. and life would get way more simple. Mm-hmm. Like things would become a bit more simplified if we just said no. And a lot of times we're, we're too interested in people pleasing that we say yes when we know that it's actually a no, but we don't want to let them down. So we just say yes. Then we kick the can and we know we're going to put it off and delay and then like, you know, be late on the thing. And then eventually just be like, I'm sorry, things just happen. It's like, if you know, it's no, then say no. Yeah. And then there's a cloud of disappointment in yourself and stress over everything you do until that task is done. I hate that cloud. Yeah. It's a shitty cloud. Um, You know, so we've been talking about this from the burner theory and, and a different kind of approach or analogy, I guess we'll say, that that connects with me. You know, I have the, like, different things like resonate, you know, burners. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I, that's fine. That I guess that works. But the one that <laughs> really works for me is this idea of of juggling. And part, yes. Maybe it's because I'm a juggler. I juggle a little bit. You know that. I, yes, I do a, you said that last I, week and I was like, know, what? I, I do a wee bit of juggling. And um, this idea that... It's all just juggling balls. Mm-hmm. There's no like you're just. It's all juggling balls. There isn't a distinction between the work balls and the and the. I yeah. mean, you know the work balls are red, and you know that the family <laughs> balls are. It's like, but they're all just juggling the balls. With the, the and thing, there can be a lot more than four in yours. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The thing is that some of the balls are plastic. They're rubber balls, right? Mm-hmm. And some of them are glass. Yeah. And it's the ability to be able to dis, like have a distinction of that and decide in that given day, again, there is no balance. In this given day, in this given moment, this hour, which ones are plastic that when I drop them, they're going to bounce. It's going to yeah. still be there, right? It's going to be there for me to come back to. Maybe it's got a scuff on it. Maybe I got to do right. a little asking for forgiveness, renegotiating, but like it's going to still be there. Um, that, that really connects with me because it helps me to realize that there is no balance, that there's, it's all just juggling. They're all in the Mm -hmm. air and Mm -hmm. they're all more or less happening. I just got to decide which ones am I going to make sure don't break. Um, Absolutely. And in your analogy, like when you think about juggling, do you, do your glass ones change to plastic sometimes or oh, yeah. are your glass ones kind of like the tenants that are always important? No, no, no. And they, the glass ones can change to plastic, um, through negotiation. Mm-hmm. Like I could have this glass ball. That's like, Hey man, date night is every Monday. And my wife and I are going out on a date. That's a commitment that mm-hmm. I've made. It's super important to me. It's a glass ball that I won't drop. 
And then something happens. There's a hierarchy (laughs) of needs, right? right? There's this thing that occurs that's like a, it becomes a big deal. And through negotiating, renegotiating with my wife or maybe renegotiating with a kid or renegotiating with a client, like I can never Mm. miss a a wedding day. Well, that's a glass ball and I missed a wedding day. I just mm-hmm. renegotiated with the client before I missed because guess what? I was having twin boys and they were being <laughs> born and I was going to let that glass ball drop. But when it dropped, it wasn't glass when it dropped. Yeah. It was yeah. Plastic. made of plastic. And I think, you know, we've, we've talked a lot about the power of, of language, of commitment, of promise, of renegotiating, of asking mm-hmm. for forgiveness, of all these things. And I think it really does connect well with this conversation around, uh, you know, the myth of work-life balance. Um, yeah, it ties in. Absolutely. And uh, we talked offline beforehand just about like practically how you can make each of these areas easier for yourself and kind of how you can, especially in business, you can outsource things. I mean, I outsource things in my personal life all the time, too. Once you get a taste of it in business, I feel like it starts to bleed over into everything else. It's like, what else could I take off my plate right now? Yeah. Um, But I think that's a really important thing to mention, too. Once you accept that you don't have to do every single thing in your business, all of a sudden that balance, you get a lot closer to it. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. And and like the the things that can be outsourced, you know, like uh uh, obviously, like all, uh, not all of them, but a lot of them take resources, you know, but mm-hmm. like they, they can extend beyond like editing and beyond, right. you know, like the business side of things. Like you can outsource um, childcare, you can outsource cleaning, you can outsource like, you know, these various things. Having the grocery the, shopping, the, the, the online shop, orders. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, online orders. Yes, exactly. So I think technology is um, helping us to more efficiently kind of balance these things. See, I don't want to use the word balance. Navigate, you know, uh, uh, all of these lanes while uh, making it more and more just affordable to do. AI, right, is opening up a ton. Actually, you know what I just did? What'd you do, Ben? (laughs) I outsourced, uh, so I've been working out. I know, you've noticed. Okay, okay. It's like, you don't need to say, you don't need to say anything. Okay. Got it. So I've been, I've been doing this for a little bit. And, um, and one of the things that I was like, I, I need to like figure out a plan. I was reading all this stuff and watching videos and I'm trying to like learn about like how to like freaking take care of the health. How burner. to optimize yourself. Yeah. 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 The health burner is, it was like piddles. It was this The flame was dwindling, you know? Um, and I was, I just didn't have time for it. So I actually had, um, chat GPT create a full custom workout plan for me for each. It was crazy. I just like put, I, like I told it, I was like, Hey, you're a, you're a, my um, personal trainer. You know, I'm 36 years old. I weigh buck 80. I'm, you know, whatever it is. And, uh, gave it all the parameters. I told it how often I want to work out for how long and Here's the results. What your I goals wanted. were? Yeah, goals that it gave it. Just it 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 gave me all the things. And now I just go do the things. I wish so, we could have a test though to see like how effective it is. Yeah, well, like, I, you know, six. We'll we'll talk in six months. <laughs> but and, no, here's the thing: is it as effective as a personal trainer? No. But in terms of like <laughs> law of diminishing returns, in terms of like ROI, like is better it better than nothing? Better yeah, than even nothing. when we think about outsourcing childcare. Like, is the babysitter going to like care for my kids as well as I, you know, what? No, but that's going to get, they're going to stay alive. (laughs) 
And you know what? Sometimes having a babysitter makes mommy a better mommy when she's with the kids. Amen. Okay. Amen. <laughs> yeah. So I think outsourcing is, uh, I think that's probably the number one thing that we can do to, yeah. to help to get more rubber balls in the air. Yes. Yes. And then we can focus on the, the few glass ones that you should have on your plate. You shouldn't have more than a couple of those. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's about it. So I guess in yeah. conclusion, I do think work-life balance is a myth. I think it's I think a myth so that a lot of people buy into and they are, they are creating unnecessary suffering in their life. They're self-sabotaging mm-hmm. in the process and everything sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be rigid about finding that <laughs> equilibrium because it's not going to come and nobody else has it. Yeah. If somebody else has it, it's just for right now. They're not going to in a little bit. Don't compare yourself to other people. Don't prioritize what other people are prioritizing because you're all working toward a different goal. I know I say it all the time, but I really mean it. Yes. Amen. Well, hey, thanks for hanging out with us. I really appreciate y'all. I uh, can't wait to see you on the next episode of the Six Figure Photography Podcast. Until then. Be kind to yourself. And keep showing up.